When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 51, 52, and 53 of The Fires of Heaven. News comes from Kyrian, choices, and fading words. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 5, Episode 22. Um, this is the second to last episode before we finish this book. We have one more left, and we got a guest coming on next week. Um, so uh, we, a return guest, uh, Loyal's Book Club, will be joining us uh, next week. Um, so I'm uh, very excited about that. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, they've been on before. So they're coming back Woo-hoo! for some more uh, to hang out for the end. And then... Um, after that, uh, I do have some guests that I've uh, I, I have I've not asked yet, but I have people that I've I've loosely asked. So they've said yes, but I have not given dates yet. So, but we have more coming. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to announce them yet because they don't know when. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, and then in two weeks, and they're like, we didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do now. Uh, so, so I'll wait to hear back from them. Um, but yeah, so uh, other things, no new patrons this week um so but you know we did have drunk harad last week and i didn't hit record so he didn't get to hear your woos woos i did say it again when i <laughs> but i'll mention him he's in chat again so i'll yeah welcome again <laughs> welcome back we are recording it's official yeah it's, it's official we are recording i did hit the record button <laughs> so thanks for everyone for reminding me <laughs> um and as far as other things, um, I am back to making videos on YouTube. I've already had a bunch, I've scripted a few that I'm going to do. Um, also, we have a game show uh, that we're going to start doing. Um, at least I'm going to start doing, um, also with Ian and Chris every now and then. I'm not sure how spoiler it's going to be. So it depends on the show. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on our channel. Uh, it's going to have a lot of, you know, obviously contestants on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we probably won't start that till next month. But over the next few weeks, I'm probably going to start doing some testing um you know doing some live testing so if anyone on our discord or anyone that listens to us wants to join our discord i'm probably going to um, create a testing channel and people can help me either come onto a test youtube and be a participant or watch from the other side and making sure there's no glitches because i'm going to be using programs and and playing around with things and i don't want to go live and not know what i'm doing so we're going to yeah that'd be that'd be totally out of character for us oh yeah for <laughs> well, sure i figured i figured i'd try to do it because <clears throat> a little more professional it's <laughs> so, <laughs> my first time doing this stuff so uh like spend the first half an hour where i'm supposed to go live but i try to figure out how to make it go uh <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm gonna do testing i'm gonna actually i'm learning see you guys i'm learning <laughs> so, <laughs> so um uh over the next few weeks i'm probably gonna do some testing so um i'll create a channel and we'll do that so if anybody wants to do that uh let let me know um be happy to uh, let you know when I'm doing that. Okay. Have all the help I can get. 
and that's it for really announcements per se. So as far as personal life, um, you know, I had a busy weekend that was supposed to happen last weekend, but then everything, it rained or it was supposed to rain and it didn't rain. That's was kind of one of those weird. So everyone canceled all their plans. So like we were supposed to go to like a derby party and a bunch of other stuff, but then like, cause it was supposed to be pouring all day long, everybody canceled everything. And then the weather changed because it's Virginia. Like that's so, how we do. Everybody woke, everybody woke up and goes, yeah, there's no rain in the forecast anymore. It's like, wait, it was supposed to be torrential downpours all day long. And now there's no rain to like, yeah, it just kind of went away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um we, we didn't really do much um because everything was canceled um and then uh my, my son ended up getting uh sick saturday night so i ended up spending the night next to him in a bucket so he could throw up in all night long um so i didn't get any sleep saturday night so that was my weekend <laughs> <laughs> nice um but we are planning a trip uh with my son um uh one of the things we like to do every single year is like do like a birthday trip for him his birthday is back in february but we always like at some point during the year like do the trip because sometimes it sucks to do things in february because it's cold um so we're planning on doing um a trip to dc um and ride the train yay so it'll be fun yeah it'll be a lot of fun yep i've, I've done that trip with the kids uh, we trained from Richmond, DC, and then there, you know, you do a little metro riding and yeah, check out some stuff, walk around. It's pretty cool. I think sure. when when we did with Ronan, he was more obsessed with the metro than anything else. Like he didn't care about the monuments we saw or any of the museums. He was like, "Are we gonna ride the metro back?" I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, we're gonna ride it back." So <laughs> yeah, they like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, personal life, um, same old, same old with the back and being a brag and blah blah blah. And, I got physical therapy starting next week, a little more intensive than what I was doing. It's at this clinic off post. Um, depending on how that goes, we'll see if I stay in the army or not. Uh, that's at least four weeks long. So we'll, we'll be here for a little while longer doing this. Um, yeah, last weekend, similar to Alan. So I, this is the first full weekend I spent with uh, Meredith and her kids, uh, just us. And we had kind of like, we like doing outdoorsy stuff. And we've done that before. You know, she's pretty active. I usually am. Her kids are too, but it was a rainy weekend. So we kind of decided we would mostly stay in. And I forgot what it was like to be in a house on a rainy weekend with a couple of small kids and not a lot of space and them just bouncing off the walls nonstop. Mm -hmm. And they're great kids. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there were, there were moments I started thinking about like how used to living by myself I've gotten. And I can pick and choose when I'm going to be around other people and engage like that. And I get to pick and choose my days where I sit around and do nothing because that's what I want to do and not be disturbed. And then, of course, we're planning on moving in together. We're still looking at houses. So that's probably going to change. That's going to change. So you need a man cave. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, the the house we're looking at, they're all like four bedrooms plus because we've got a room for all the kids and when my kids are there or whatever. So... Uh, yeah, I think I think the rooms that'll be set up for my kids, or at least one of my kids, will also have to be my personal space hmm. for when I need it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Good luck with the interest rates. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude, going to the roof. It's ridiculous. <laughs> if I wasn't doing so well with uh, my rental properties, there'd be no way. Well, I I, um, I, I have a bone to pick with a contractor. That's a whole nother story. I was, we're going to do major renovations to our house. We were going to last November when we first called him and hired him to draft it up and give us price estimates. Um, and back then rates were historically low and I'd done the math and it made sense. And 
it doesn't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he just he uh he got he finally gave me the price quote three days ago, and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Not gonna doesn't do it help. now. Doesn't help yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thanks for taking months to get that quote to me. Um, That's life, though, ain't it? Um. So I mean, it was a. I mean, it would be over a hundred thousand dollar project. So it's it was it was a big. Yeah. Like giant renovation. But anyway, Chris, okay. what about you? Yeah. So the vid has hit the house. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Rona, which I Rona. you like to use. Mm. I'm telling you, like, so we were good last week. There's much going on. Did the whole Mother's Day thing. So Saturday, I started feeling a little off. Mind mm. you, we did go to a concert. There were a ton of people around. But we had our six feet and their mask. Now they were not worn the whole time. Clearly that was a mistake. Um, but I don't think I got it there. Where I think I got it was at the in-laws house. As you get to the in-laws house, I'm feeling okay. And the next day I'm feeling a little off and then feeling a little more off. And by the time Sunday afternoon hits, I was like dead to the world by five o'clock. Mm. Just wanted to sleep. And then by about midnight till seven in the morning was in and out of the bathroom and then and between sleep and bathroom the whole time and then my boss was like eh why don't you take a half a day I slept the entire half a day away and my boss was like yeah I take the full day I go in today my migraine was so bad I couldn't look at the sun at 7 30 this morning <laughs> oh wow I come home this afternoon and Chanel's on the couch sick and she's like I think I have COVID I'm like well that would explain how I felt because this seems like it's more than my typical allergy attacks. Mm-hmm. So she does the test and she's got COVID. So I'm assuming I had it or have it. Fun. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it may be that I'm out of work in the next few days, which would be yeah. not so bad, but my chest is now hurting. So I, I'm ready for this to be over with already. Yuck. Yeah. So to, you go and look at the sun in the morning. Is that what, what that is? Is you wake up and start the sun? I do actually. I do like. You know, Mama always said not to look in the sun. Look at the sun. But Mama, <laughs> that's where the fun is. <laughs> Sorry, going for a Manfred Mana. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you guys ready to go into these chapters? Uh, are we ever? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, chapter fifty-one. News comes to Kyrian, and we have the dice. <laughs> as our chapter symbol shaka, 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 shaka. but we don't start with matt we start with rand um and rand's just having meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting he's not, like sick of meetings but he's taking a break from a meeting that's how we start <laughs> it's been a lot of meetings and uh i don't know how much he's liking this whole ruling thing but he's definitely uh stuck in it now <laughs> and it, so it's ruling and it's ruling where days demar is like it originated and right. played, you know, to the tenth degree. So without even knowing it, yeah, yeah. play it by nature. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before. You know, I'm like, well, you could go in this way and maybe try and weed it out and everything. But the more I thought about it, reading these chapters, like Rand had the right idea. He's kind of playing along. He's asserting his authority where he needs to. He's letting them have some wins here and there. Like you said, it's so deeply rooted in their mindset. It's how they live, like from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep, they're just playing it nonstop. So, mm-hmm. for the most part, he's going along with it. I mean, 
And you even got women literally throwing themselves at his feet. Was it Saland? Is that how you pronounce her name? Saland, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like, hey, I, I know this secluded pool where mm-hmm. this heat might be escaped because it's hot as balls. And even though it's not supposed to be a sheltered pool where nothing would disturb us, <laughs> Asmodian's like, level up. Durant's having I mean plus so 10 experience. It's it's her it's her and I guess there's another one, Lady uh Colivere is also trying to get in his bed um for the last 10 days every night, apparently. And, yeah, and who's who's the one that's the ringleader of it all? I thought that was Colivere. It is Culver. she's tr- she's trying to find women that might be to Rand's liking. So if a skinny one oh, no, no, work, no. So, she so, sends so, a plump one. So that's who it is. Colivere is the one sending her. So yeah. yeah. And if yeah, the plump yeah, one yeah. doesn't work, we try a tall right. one. And if that doesn't work, like she kept trying different girls. Like we're gonna just try the whole gambit and yeah. eventually you'll yeah. find ones you like and then you'll be mine. Yeah. And then Rand scares her off with Rand is like puffing on on a smoke. He's like, eh, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> I, I I like his solution to the problem. He basically, he, he like turns to her and it's like, you know, I'm kind of got a thing for more mature women, you know, instead of essentially like, instead of sending all these different girls, why don't you just come along and sets up a meetup time and date with her knowing full well, she's going to either get stopped by the maidens or Avienda. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way, I, I don't know. I had a hard time reading later. Like he was, he was upset a little bit with Avienda, the way it played out, not to jump too far ahead. Yeah, but at the same time, he's like, "Well, I guess that works." But he had to know either the maidens or Avienda were going to run her off. Yeah, but I mean, he he had a game plan. I mean, even with this one, he's like, "She's like, would you not like to swim? I don't swim well myself, but surely you will teach me." And Rand's like, "Huh, I wish Avienda was here, but let's have some fun." He's like, "I can channel." She's like, "Huh?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "They say I'll go mad, but I'm not mad yet, not yet." And he chuckles, "Teach you to swim." I'll hold you up in the water by the power. Ooh, it's yeah. It's like the dark ones touch. You won't feel it, though. All around you, but you won't feel a thing. It's like, surprise! Yeah. So, yeah, let's go swimming. Do you still want to go? She's like, mm, yes. She's like, yeah, that, that's that's okay. He's like, later then, I want to be alone to think about. He just bent as if to kiss her, and she runs away. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I want you to know what else I can do with this one power. <laughs> you won't yeah. feel it, though. <laughs> That's what she said. So he's, he's definitely playing into it. And who knows, maybe a little bit of his mind slipping and the madness is making it that much more entertaining for us. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's fucking with him. And then we have uh, Lady Berlaine gets announced that she's coming back to the scene. Um, she's not there yet, but she's on her way. Um, if you remember Berlaine, she was uh, the one who... Um, yeah. She was in the Stone of Tear um, and was like half naked when the great when like... the great when the gray man came in and she was trying to like throw herself on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she rubbed me the wrong way in her trying to seduce Rand. However, the little bit we got to know about her and how she kind of runs her little small, do we call it a border town or it, it's like it's a kingdom, but it's like a little tiny kingdom yeah, it's a teeny next, one. next to giant nations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, for that alone and being a woman and, and running things the way she does and surviving in this chaotic world right now and still having people follow her, like, I'm like even without reading too much about her recently, just considering all that, I, I got some respect for her. I don't think it's a bad thing that she's showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, they even consider putting her in charge so he can go and move against Samuel. Um, 
Yeah. That's kind of his mm. kind of what he's trying to do right now is trying to figure out how to keep everything together if he leaves to go to Ilion uh, to attack. So he's he's plotting with the Tyrians and the Kyrians and trying to figure out how he can carve everything out and make it so it's still there when he gets back. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's, yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of egos. Sure. Um, well, we have the benefit of hindsight because we've read the next couple of chapters, but he's definitely working with some blinders on. He's pretty narrow focused on the Samuel thing. Mm-hmm. And he's probably missed some clues that there's other areas in the world that need his attention, but he don't care. This is his focus this is what his game plan is going to hundred percent right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, he dismisses everybody. And this is when it gets to the Avienda where, yeah, he's, that's the scene there where he invites Lady Colvert to a private dinner, <laughs> knowing that Avienda would stop her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dismisses the party, and then uh, after that, it's just left with Moraine, Egwene, and Alvienda. Um, are the only ones left there. Um, and yeah, let's talk about this scene. But somewhere, Moraine hands him two letters. Yeah, I feel like we just skipped a whole lot of stuff. Okay. I mean, more of it's just about the Tyrians and Kyrians. I mean, you I can guess it that. Is. I mean, there's <laughs> it's a conversation. That's kind about of that filler days. I was talking about. There is a lot of filler. There's the whole conversation about Days Damar. Mm-hmm. There's conversation about him wishing he can go back and get Kalendor. You know, there there are some good thoughts, little snippets here. Um, well, there's the one part, like I, I'd underline, the Marengill. Uh, what is it? Persisted frowning uneasily. There's another reason. Half our land west of Alahala Wupla is in the hands of Andor. And he hesitated because they all knew Rand grew up in Andor. So like they're presenting him issues. It's almost like they drew straws to see who would, you know, broach these topics with him. Cause he, you know, this guy's tiptoeing around the conversation to feel Rand out, be like, all right, what's Rand's game plan? Is he an Anderman just trying to take over? I guess they don't fully grasp. Well, nobody really grasp what the dragon reborn being in their presence actually means like his his goals are totally different than what they're worried about yeah yeah they even go as far as thinking that he could be a son of Morghese herself or cast off because he could channel like that there's so many different thoughts yeah Mm -hmm. and oh they're also talking about Morghese and her reach and how she's slowly starting to spread Mm -hmm. you know and nobody really knows what's going on and this is when Rand's finally like, look, I'm going to take care of this. You guys, I'm going to send this person out and the rest of you just go away. I'm done with you. You may leave. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, they still don't get that. He doesn't give two shits about that throne. Yeah. Like the, thr- <laughs> the throne, the throne isn't an end to them in their world. The throne's a big deal to him. It's a means to an end. Who he puts there is a means to an end mm-hmm. uh, to his bigger plan. So they they're, they're, un- they're a different another new throne. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he didn't so, like, the like other one. he didn't like the new one either. He sat in it, but it was like, eh, yeah. I don't like this one either. I don't want it. Yeah. And they still kept multiple banners up, even though he only wanted one. But he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna pick and choose my battles. Mm-hmm. And okay. then yes, we we do get you know, Asmodian definitely looking at him like he's got an issue. He opens the door, or you know, there's like you said, Avi into there, and mm-hmm. she's run off this other woman which we don't yep. know about that until <laughs> a little bit later but there's a knock on the door moraine Egwene, and avian to come in together 
This is the young I.O. woman's garb framing the eyes to die as pale blue. So they come in just looking like a force. And right. Rand's like, well, I'm surprised to see you, Egwene. And then he's like, what is it? Six days you've been avoiding me? You have brought me more good news as Mesma, how do you say it? Masima. Masima, thank you. I just can't think right now. Has Masima sacked Amador in my name? So mm-hmm. he's just like being very sarcastic with her because clearly she's given him bits and pieces of what she's found out right. by talking to the others, but she won't give him all of it. And that's just frustrating the hell out of him because here are three women who are supposed to be on his side and they won't be completely on his side the way he needs them to. Yeah. And and look, in, in this situation alone, um, not in, in her entirety, but Egwene has turned into Moraine when we first met Moraine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just sprinkle you with tiny bits of information when I think you need to know it. And that frustrated all of our characters in the beginning. Now Egwene's doing it and she feels justified. Like, don't worry, I'm filtering it. Like I'm telling you what you need to know when you know it. You need to know it. You don't need to know everything right now. And mm-hmm. Rand is just pissed off. He's gone from Moraine. Yeah. And now Moraine's changed a little bit. She's not telling him everything, but you know, she's a little more mellow and working with him. But now he has mm-hmm. Egwene who's like, I know all this awesome information and I will give you one little taste of it. <laughs> like basically a morsel. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it, these two letters and from, one. From, yeah. Whoop. I was gonna say the two letters from Tarvalon. Yeah. Yep. One is to Randolph Thor and the other is to the Dragon Reborn. And then they have two different seals. One bore the impression of the flame of Tarvalon, the other one, the island of Tarvalon, which was mm-hmm. interesting. And then they essentially are like, well, here you go. And he like takes them, he's ready to read them. And then I love the little sly that um, that Moraine kind of slides in there. She's like, yeah, I've tested them. There's no poison needles in the seals, no weapon traps. And he's like, I didn't even think of that. I'm glad they're looking out for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's ready yeah. to bust them open. But what's more concerning about this is that how long they've been in Kyran. It's impossible for the letters to have been delivered after they took over the city, which means they were they were sent out before. Which means that they bring it up that there might be spot. There has to be spies otherwise sure. because there's no way they would know yet. Right? <laughs> like, there's just no way. Uh, so that's something else that it's unsettling that there's Tarvalon spies there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so he goes ahead and reads it. The first one's from Elida. They want him to come to Tarvalon uh, to be kept safe until time or guided. And Rand's like, I got some Isidai that'll escort you. No yeah. problem. Don't worry about 13 it. 13 too. <laughs> You're a lucky number too. <laughs> come on. 13 of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, because 13's a full circle, which can overpower anybody. So yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly and how I wouldn't said. fall for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I fell for some doozies from women, but I wouldn't fall for that one. Yeah. Oh, women sure. circled me, I'd be a little. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that'd wear you out. And, and the second ones, I guess, is from the keeper, uh, Alviaren, um, who's a little more polite than Elida is, but still, I guess, it's a little more warning too, um, that, the second letter. So either way, Rand's like, I'm not going. Yeah, like, <laughs> I felt I felt I trusted the one from Alviaren a little bit more. I mean, she did give him some warnings, but even with Moraine, she didn't just throw Moraine under the bus. She was like, you know, this type of person Moraine seems to be, and she might have served you. I just I can't vouch for her. you. Need to be careful, sort of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, and she doesn't ask him to come to the White Tower, does she? Uh, I don't know. I think she just warns about Lida or yeah. talks about Lida asking. Yeah. She's like, know right. that some rejoice in your coming and will delight to serve your glory. That's like implied that others will not rather, uh, but rather than those who would bit knee, excuse me, kneel to according to the prophecy and the world shall be yours. So it's like some of people want to bask in your glory, but then others, others want to destroy you. Yeah. So essentially don't go anywhere where there's at least 13 eyes to die because you don't know which side they're going to fall on. They're going to F you up. That's the biggest takeaway I'm getting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and during, right as all this is happening and Ariel comes in and announces that Matt's there and Rand's been waiting for Matt. He summoned Matt and apparently Matt didn't come right away. It's kind of pissing me. Summoned Matt four whole hours ago. Yeah, it was like there was some like, awesome dice game out. I'm back. going. I feel like it. I feel like I mean, but I feel like this is how like good friends would be. Like I'm sure like if E was ever in power and like sit me a summons, I'm like, I'll come in a couple hours. Hey. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. You can wait. I mean, we we see there's an implied rift in the tower though before we even get that far. So. Mm-hmm. And Ryan oh, yeah. asked the question. I assume I said I cannot write a lie more easily than they can speak one. So that's good to know because I don't think we really asked that question directly. Like yeah. we know they can't tell a lie, but does that imply reading and writing or, or excuse me, talking and writing or mm-hmm. just talking? And is it all about the semantics? And I mean, we get the. What if they have somebody else write the letter? Well, and that was the point. Like, and that was what never even hit me until, um, who said it? It was um, Moraine who was like, "Yeah, it's definitely your handwriting, so you don't have to worry anything about it." Like, there's, yeah, it's legit. (laughs) It's legit. But what do you think? He's like, "Well, I know one thing. There are spies here, so we gotta watch ourselves." And there's that rift. So. And then when Matt comes in, it's just like, yeah, four hours ago, he had asked for Matt and yeah. the ladies were about to leave. And he's like, no, nah, just stay. Let's just, let's just all be in the know now, which is new for Rand. He's sharing yeah. information. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and yeah, and Marine asks Matt about the military activities that he's been into. And apparently he's been, he's been in a couple of battles in, over the last like couple of days uh, with Andorans that are moving into Kyrian and, and of course, the bit in the red hand, and this what officially yeah. gets named. I was about to say, um, Rand says it here that every young man can pick, who can pick up a sword wants to join the band of the, band red, the hand. red hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt's like, I'm, I'm, no, no bloody lord, I'm not their leader. It's like, sure, okay, well, they all follow you. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I can just see him waking up in the morning, they don't get the, they don't got shit to do. One of his like seconds in command, per se. Like, hey, Matt, uh, somebody said there's like a group of people moving over here. You want to go check it out? And Matt's like, ah, fuck it. I ain't doing anything else. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and skir- skirmishes. Even, yeah. Yeah. Marine even wonders battles. whether Matt's actually looking for battles or the battles are just finding him. Like, <laughs> Tavirin. Yeah. yeah. Tavirin. Yeah. And, and during all this, Matt feels like he's being attacked uh, by the conversation and, and tries to change the topic. <laughs> Said, um, Matt snarls. He's like, "Do you think this is funny? If you have something to say, say it. You can play the cat all you want, but I'm no mouse." He's just completely over the fact that he's getting trapped in these situations, and that people—I don't want to say think I'm an idiot, but don't necessarily 
view his intelligence for what it is. Yeah. And then, and, and then he, yeah. Let's say the whole, is it Shin Al-Kalhar? Is that, <clears throat> yeah, Kalhar, the legendary group for heroes. He's mm-hmm. like completely against the idea. And this is Moraine saying this, like she's actually giving him props in her own way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. It just keeps happening. <clears throat> and he really stands up to Moraine, which is not at all what Rand had kind of wanted to happen because he let them stay in a means to manipulate Matt. He wanted mm-hmm. to get them to get Matt to comply. And Matt's just not having it. He's like, you know what? I'm over this shit. And he's like, yes, that's right. It's shit. Don't tell me I can't say shit. Shit, yeah. shit, fucking like he just goes <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in, in, in his rant, he <clears throat> brings up Nynaeve and Elaine and like, well, good thing Elaine isn't here you know, to hear this news and, you know, this is a big surprise to Rand. Rand's like, wait, what news? Wait, what news? But, yeah. but before that, or right after that, Moraine gets a little one-liner in there be like, oh, wait, you don't know everything? <laughs> you haven't, you, you haven't weaseled everything out of everyone? No, what was little, that where she A little was? passive aggressive there or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and you mean there's something you haven't ferreted out? Yeah. That's the word fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and also during all this, you kind of get, uh, I mean, it, you know what Rand's motivation behind all this. I mean, he's, he's wanting to, he's the reason why he wants to see Matt is because he wants to ask him to, for his army. I mean, Rand wants Matt to help him. Yeah. I don't think there's <laughs> much asking. That's more like, <laughs> well, you're going to stay. Yeah. But you're going to stay and you're going to bring your army. Once you feel like you have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, then they drop, he drops, Matt drops the news. Um, he's like, oh, you haven't heard? Yeah. Morghese is dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, Gabriel's a king, king of Andor now. So um that's uh yeah. Andor has never had a king. It's always had a queen. Mm-hmm. So he's changing the way things go. And then he's like, Matt, are you sure? He's like, Well, I haven't seen the dead body, so not one hundred percent sure, but it's what everybody's saying. And no one's the last seen her. she saw was weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And obviously, like politically and whatnot, Andor is moving very differently than it ever did under Morgaze. Right. You know, so just everything's odd about it. And Rand just loses it about this. I mean, like he's furious. He starts blaming himself. I mean, I think I think he goes through the stage seven stages of acceptance, like in uh, like, like in this one paragraph. Um well he knew I, about he knew about Ravine though. He did. So but he, he did. knew there was a threat there. Right. Yeah. And I think he's more pissed now because he knew that this would have to change his course of action. He knew yet again Samuel would have to wait. But then there's also the whole Lane thing. He felt guilty that, you know, right. Lane, Lane will never forgive him, that, you know, he should have moved on him first. Yep. And that he, she's going to blame him for her mother dying. And how is he ever going to make this up for to her? And there's just a lot of stuff now. Everything's kind of immediately taking a 180 degree turn. Yeah. And, you know, Matt's kind of <clears throat> chiming in and ranting along also and brings up Gabriel again. And Rand is like, shut up. It's not Gabriel. It's Ravine. To which everybody else in the room goes, oh. <laughs> Matt's like, blood and bloody ashes. What the? I'm not going up against no forsaken. Forsaken yeah. shit. And you got like a Gwen in the background. You are, is this the madness? Do you want to start another war? You already have your hands full with Kyrie and not to mention the Shido, not to mention your plan of something that's here. Like, what's the deal? And he's like, not a war. Right, Matt? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. buddy, friend. Mono, Imano. Raid, right? You, me, 
couple yeah. people sneak in and he's yeah. really testing matt matt's like i don't want to answer but i feel compelled to answer <laughs> he's got the right idea i'm yeah. getting to veerand yeah <laughs> yeah and Rand wants to leave right now he's like i can be there in an hour like so let's let's go <laughs> like it's go time and like everyone's like no 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 uh, well almost everybody um when um, and knowing hold on like killing softly knowing what's coming up <laughs> it's important to note that at first at first he's like me i'll just go by myself it's crazy it's like well small raid da, da, da. but they pretty much you know pick a limited amount of people that are going to go but they kind of, he, he chooses the people that's going to go with him mm-hmm. right yeah I won't go further into that because we're clearly going to discuss that coming up. But yeah, when well, was like tomorrow, she's like, "You can go tomorrow, tomorrow. Just wait till tomorrow." Yep. He's like, "You know what? I could use some sleep. It's a great idea, Moraine. And you're not fighting me. Like that was that was the funniest thing. He was like, mm-hmm. "Wait, so you're you're agreeing with me? You're not going to stop me? You're not going to fight me? You just want me to get some good sleep first? He was like, "Huh? Okay, I could do that." <laughs> Yeah. So, and then um after mm. all that the women finally leave and matt's about to sneak out too he's like no no not you i still need to talk to you <laughs> Matt's like oh. mm. yeah uh, so matt stays behind he's like hey listen I-, I know you for some reason you have this newfound military knowledge and i need it so mm. you gotta stick around for a while <laughs> I, I can appreciate that though. Instead of like trying to manipulate him more to use it, which he already did in this last battle, uh, he just comes out with it. Be like, "Look, I was there. I know something happened. Uh, I, I know I can't really explain it, but I know you have this knowledge. Like, sure, you know we have some IL chiefs and they're pretty smart about battle, but like, you know it effortlessly, and mm-hmm. it just comes to you, and you're good at it. So I need that. So he's he's straight up and mm-hmm. upfront with them. Yeah." He he that too often. You have to stop running. He's yeah. like, shut up and listen. You have to stop running. Burn right. me, I will. This is no game I choose. And I I said, shut up. And Matt's like, oops, okay. He's like, I know where you got this. I was there, remember? I cut the rope you were hanging from. So now he pulled the I saved your life card. I don't know exactly what got shoved into your head. And whatever it is, I need it. The clan chief, no war. But somehow you know it too and maybe better i need that mm-hmm. so this is what you're going to do you and the band of the red hand so he's he's dishing out orders for the yep. whole crew yep so anything that up or from, shut up yeah anything from this before we switch to a brief little Gwen's point of view no yeah no, man. It switches over to that where they're outside, the three women um, with Moraine. And uh, Moraine tells Egwene to be careful um, and that, you know, she needs to keep on guiding Rand and helping Rand. And, and Egwene's <laughs> like, well, you're there for that. So why do I need to do that? And she's like, she just insists, like, just be careful. When the time comes, you, you need to do it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I wish know. I was paying better attention. All the signs are here. They were. I was <laughs> and like, they what? didn't click until the end. No, nah, so... <laughs> As I was reading this, my mind was going to, oh, she's about to take these Angreal, Sangreal, Tangreal, and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a hint of them going different directions very soon. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and in a short flash forward, even with the 
hey, let's go to the pier sort of thing. I thought it was her saying goodbye like she's going to get on a ship and yeah, go somewhere. That, that was she. It she wasn't even, until the very moment that I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> she even went up to the to the to the caravan and took the sheet off of the red door and lined it up like perfectly and like went like I'm just going to expect this for a second. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. that's getting it's ahead like of ourselves. It's but, yeah. Supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, sorry, hard not to here. Yeah, but I, I definitely missed all of these obvious clues mm-hmm. as I was reading. Yeah. But they all clicked at once. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Yep. And so that's it. I mean, that's all for Gwen. It's just a, this little quick interchange, and and then Egwene asks um, um, Avienda to come here for dinner, and that's how we end that little point of view. Before we go to Matt for the final point of view for this chapter, this is a fun one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Matt returns to his uh, chambers, um, and yeah, he's a little upset. Uh, hey, like, I'm not a hero. Why do you keep? Yeah. Why do you people keep leaning on me? Like I don't want to do this. I just want to go away. He and then he starts to kind of think about. It. He's like the war does seem to find me, or I find it. So I guess it's good and advantageous to have this following of people who, you know, clearly will do whatever I say. He's like on top of that. I got a good woman back at the crib. So I, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm all right. Yeah, life is good, right? Yeah, life is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And as he's like packing his stuff up to get ready to leave with Rand, Belindra comes in um, and he's gathering all his things and he turns to her and he's like, listen, I gotta go. I'm sorry. Rand needs me. I need to go somewhere. Uh, I'm sorry about that. And she and me is like, oh, so back in Rand Shadow again, huh? And he's like, no, I just have to go to Camelin. He's like, oh, I mean, like he slips that up and mm tries to cover it up but as soon as he slips it up uh yeah things get crazy really fast but did he <laughs> hold on did he say he was going to Camelin? yeah he said, i thought she said it first he did he said he can keep his honor and take it to Camelin or to the pit of doom for all i care don't you worry i'll find plenty of honor i will write you from about it from tear tear he would never escape rand or i to die if he knew if he made that choice. And then she goes, he's going to Camelin. That's Matt's right. Princeton wins. So like mm-hmm. they all think he's going to Camelin. Matt screws up and says tear. All of a sudden it's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, just a name I pulled from my pocket because of the Andorians down south. I suppose I wouldn't know where he boom kicked in the chest, sent flying, Sparta style. <laughs> I was not surprised to hear. Y'all remember, I did not have warm fuzzies about Melindra at all from the get-go. No, you didn't. And once we started yeah. talking about how there's probably dark friend Aiel as well, it's like, it's Melindra. But, yeah, I think you did call that a while yeah. back. It was just odd the way she was fitting into the scheme. Too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, no, and I remember, I think at first you were like, this could be land fear. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you took it to the extreme and you kind of backed yeah. down. Like, it's not land fear. She could be a dark friend because mm-hmm. so, she was doing a little bit of that whispering that yeah, that Lanfear did about fears. you know you can be powerful on your own yeah. and be your mm-hmm. own man and me and you together. And yeah. she That's probably got that from like, Lanfear, probably quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. And as she attacks, she actually manages to strike a, a knife right where his heart would have been if it wasn't for the medallion blocking it. And that's where she mothers under her breath. I think like oh, you got the dark one's own look. Um. The dark not the lords, great, not the great lords, the great lords, yeah, yeah, and that's when it kind of hit him. He's like, Oh, 
Well, it's not that after she dies, he thinks about what she said. Just yeah, but yeah, we, we needed yeah. that part. Either way, when she pulled out that knife, he was like, this bitch crazy. Yeah, and like, not even thinking he threw his knife and was like. <sighs> but yeah. at least she didn't, at least she didn't poop on his bed. <laughs> True. It's on the floor. True. Yeah. So I guess it could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's what alan's gonna go upstairs to (laughs) kids get out of the room have any way with it yeah they pay poop everywhere so yeah uh yeah yeah someone chat said that joke's not gonna make sense in two years you're probably right it won't make any sense in two years everyone's gonna forget about that (laughs) yeah um but yeah so um yeah, well, so so it, is, it is important to note here, like as they're battling it out and he starts to fight back, you have all this internal monologue with Matt and he's thinking about it. And even he talks about, it, he's like, oh man, you know, I've killed men before and everything, but not a woman. And he battles with it. But the end result is he fucking kills her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it know? was reflexive. He just threw a knife and he knew where the heart was and it yeah. just happened. It wasn't really even him throwing it. It was whoever else is in his mind going, nah, bruh. We gonna survive this one. He was in yeah. battle mode. Yep. Yeah, he was in full defense mode. We will um, win yeah. the day. <laughs> yep. As his subconscious is trying to work out the morality of it, his body's just doing what it needs to do. Yeah, and he had never killed a woman before either, and it really gets him upset about it too. That's um, he, he definitely gets upset about this whole thing, and he's trying to he's trying to put everything together as his head's ringing. He's just been attacked. He's trying to piddle pieces together and looks down, sees the dagger and nine beads of Ilian on the dagger where Samuel rolls and she starts to think about what she said. And she's like, she's a dark friend. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Ooh. he's like, it all came down to this. He could believe that Melinda had not been a dark friend that she decided to kill him on a whim that there was no connection between a Jade Hilton lay with golden bees and his maybe going to tear to lane, excuse me, lead an army against Ilian. He could, if he was a bull goose fool. Better to err towards caution, he always said. Mm-hmm. One of the Forsaken had noticed him. He certainly was not standing in Rand's shadow now. So that, that's what I really question. Was the Forsaken specifically after Matt? Or was the Forsaken just using Matt as a way to get information about Rand? Well, we knew from book one they were visiting all three of them in their dreams. So and, and one we person were, was visiting when, all three of them. But when we were still dealing with Balzi... Uh, Balzi made it like there was the comment about how like it's a chair with three legs and they're all important mm-hmm. if you take out one it falls sort of thing yeah so if this yeah. knowledge is known among all the forsaken or at least some of them you know they don't have to go up against Rand head to head if they could separate him and get one of the other guys then it's just but if as it effective. was about that Melinda could have taken him out at any point in time if she was you know riding the spear yeah the spear. I think I think the whole point but was remember their first sorry their first instinct is to control them not to kill them like mm-hmm. i feel like if they could take control of any one of them and use them then they've won already that's and, right and, 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 and they and might I, gain more in the end but killing them is also an option if they don't think they can control it and, and i feel like what melinda was trying to do is guide him down to Ilion to samuel and hopefully try to turn him there um yeah. and and bring him to their side once he got down to Ilion, once he when she figured out he wasn't going there that's when she's like Fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just gonna end this right now. <laughs> like, this is taking too long, anyways. <laughs> so, 
Could be very true. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's got choices to make. And the dice are rattling in his head. The dice are rattling in his head. So anything else from this chapter uh, before we move on? No. Yeah, we got it. Laying down his razor, Rand wiped the last fleck of lavender. Oh, we, we can't get into this chapter until we talk about the title of this chapter. So, chapter 52. I don't want to talk about it. Choices. <laughs> <laughs> is this appropriate choices, Ian, or is this still? So, even with the last chapter, especially, the three. Whenever, whenever Rand and Matt start coming up with a plan of this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna do, and they have like good reason, motive, it's a great plan, whatever. Something happens and they're redirected. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not really a choice. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't even know why you want to talk about it. Like clearly I mean, to be fair, he had three choices. But it weren't they weren't his choices. She made them for him. Yeah. She had three choices. He had none. I try to think about these picture, these chapters in the bigger picture now. After we've done the flicker flicker, and we know that there's been many turning, and I mm-hmm. would again lose Theron over and over again. He's had different choices to make through throughout all his different lives, and I think maybe in this one, he's kind of forced into a certain path or direction. But maybe in different flickers or previous lives or whatever, you know, it could have gone a different way or did go a different way. So if you think about the choices on the bigger picture, I guess it makes more sense. But just reading this, he's he's going where he's got to go. He's doing what he's got to do. Matt and Rand. Even Perrin, yeah. let's reach back to him where he ended up. I mean, mm-hmm. did he really have a choice? Someone someone had to go back there. I mean, it was kind of like drawing straws between them, but like he, somebody had to go and he went. I mean, know? I hate yeah. to point out, he did make a decision to go after a different forsaken. That's true, but like this Had situation kind of decision, and he stuck with his battle plan. There'd be that's... nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. That's true. He could have yeah. stayed hard head and be like, "Nope, I'm still going after X, Y, Z." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. true. True, but, but yeah. that's like saying that's like Alan saying, "Okay, here's two close fist. Do you want what's?" In my right hand or my left hand, I just go. Oh, well, I'm going right hand. That makes more sense right now. And then he opens them, and in the right hand is a turd, and in the left hand it's my favorite dark chocolate. Well, clearly I'm going to change and make a different choice, mm. right? Hopefully. So yes, he had a choice to make, but it was like this. This was he was very much getting pushed in this new direction. Are you, are you gonna be like my son, where he tries to do magic and it'll like cover up two things in his hand, and it's clearly obvious which hand it's in. He's like, which hand is it in? And then you pick the right hand, he puts it behind his back. No, which hand is it in? <laughs> pick yeah. the other one, dad. Pick the other one. Like, that's yeah. well, sport. No, actually, that's a better example. That's what these choices are. Sure, you can pick, but like, we're really not going to let you pick. <laughs> pick the wrong one, dad. I want to win this magic trick. Like, dude, I suck at magic. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we start this chapter with Rand getting ready to go to Camelot in the morning. Um, Avi is with him, uh, and she's trying to tell him about some audio stuff again. And he's like, "I don't understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> I still don't get you, people. I, still, I, still understand. I don't understand any of this. Yeah, I like uh, watching you get naked, but I have to pretend that I don't. Like this is just crazy." She's like, "I would not shame you in front of other men," she said abruptly. He's like, "Shame me? What do you mean?" She stood up in one smooth motion. He's like, "Oh, you mean that?" <laughs> yeah because i turn red every time you do that 
Yeah, the blood gets flowing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The slender <laughs> and hard muscle yet with the roundnesses and softnesses that haunted his dreams. Ooh, I'm telling you. Mm. Just gotta pause for a moment after you read that. Yeah, because let me tell you, I, I definitely appreciate a woman with curves. Like, oh, I yeah. probably didn't so much when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, like, come on, I, I have learned a thing or two. <laughs> but there's those unicorns of they are very fit and even muscular, but still they don't lose that, that feminine, like, they, right. Well, they got that and they, they got all the curves in the right spot. Like, even though, you know, they could beat the crap out of you. They're still just very, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I've only met a couple in my life and I won't say names because as I'm reading this, I'm def- I'm definitely picturing them naked in my head. <laughs> down boy, down boy. Right. <laughs> and, and Meredith might at some point listen to this. So, anyways, look, I'm only human. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. That's, you're just thinking about her. That's all of us. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean that that too. <laughs> that's, I'm not sharing that with the group. That's for me. <laughs> so, anyways, so I yeah, um, I, I did say I like curves, right? Yeah, you did. Uh, and what did you say, Chris? Oh yeah, you you said badunka dunk. Badunka dong. I'm gonna just leave it at that. We shit. Ooh. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> oh my God. Those speaking, big blue green. Speaking eyes of turning red. On yeah. his, I did not know. I did not ask Sulin to include uh, whatever. She went over the names of the. I said I on that first day that were like watching him as he was faltering. I, you know, I got to give it to her. Um, she definitely had his back, even though he thought for sure that she had snitched. Like, okay, he's he's down for the count. Everybody needs to be on call. Nope, somebody else made that call. So she's more his woman than he realizes. Mm-hmm. I think the more he understands the IO way and her way, and the more she starts to understand how he operates, it'll become more obvious. I think she's always kind of even begrudgingly early on, like just had his back. Like she wasn't, maybe it's the whole Gito thing and the honor. Like, I don't know, but in her way, she's always been looking out for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, I hope he gets to a point where he can see and appreciate it a little bit. Well, and she does. I, I love this, this exchange because this is kind of the same conversation that Chanel and I had in the very beginning of our relationship. She's like, Rand's like, um, well, I thank you for the promise not to shame me in any case and she smiles she's like i didn't say that randolph thor <laughs> i said not in front of other men if you require it for your own good and her smile deepened he's like do you mean to come like that <laughs> i was like oh it's getting a little toasty yeah yeah but that that's the like when you have that relationship with your significant other you might not get it in public but the minute you get behind closed doors that's good though. You got to have that. Oh yeah. Gotta, I mean, I know I need that in my life because mm-hmm. even in big decisions in my life, I could be like a fucking squirrel. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be focused on saving to buy a house, focused on saving to buy a house. Fuck it. We're going to Cancun. Let's spend all the money. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, it, yeah. I don't need somebody that's just going to constantly go along with everything I say every now and then I, you know, I need them to be like, um, let's talk this out. That's not yeah. what I said yesterday, or this isn't a smart plan, or is this what you really want? You know, usually if I could get somebody to pause me, pause myself like that and make a better decision. Sure. But when it's just me, chaos. Yeah. He embarrasses her like, you know, you're naked, right? You're going to come like that. And she's like, oh, shit, I got to get ready to go. 
and, and then he also talks about he met with the clan chiefs the night before discuss his plan but none of them try to talk him out of it they all talk in terms of Giotto and kind of complains a little like get all this like just mm. um yeah, and the wise still, ones he's still clueless yeah the wise ones didn't argue with them either about it uh because they got the plans and they're like yeah cool let's go um you know and, and you know he just made it very clear his obligation to elaine outweighs his obligation to the aiel um i think it's one of the things that um that the wise ones had said or something like that mm-hmm. yeah no i mean he said that on the spot but to make mm-hmm. sure he understood that his obligation to elaine did not outweigh that to the aiel you gotta like mm-hmm. word for word <laughs> right yep yeah <clears throat> um and this is when then aviana mentions lady Colbert. So this is your scene that we jumped ahead to. We jumped way Gosh, far I had forgotten about that. And so had Ran. She brought it up and he goes, light. He had forgotten Colavere. What did you do? Yeah, she's like, I tickled her fancy. I just, you know, I took her back to her own chambers where we talked for a time. That should be a, an italicized talk. It should be. I completely agree. Yep. But but don't worry, there will be no more tree killer flip skirts scratching at your tent, Randall Thor. Uh, uh, and this is this is where I was kind of back and forth. Like, you know, at first he's like, "Oh my gosh, what did you do?" She tells him, he's like, "Well, that's pretty much the end I aimed at." You know, did you hurt her? Like, yeah. So I guess that was part of his plan. She's like, her bruises can be hidden. <laughs> yeah, I she's gonna walk I... a little funny. She um, won't sit very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and after all that that's when asmodian comes in um and asks permission if he can come with rand huh. and rand's like, like want what's your what's your game here man <laughs> why do you want to come you know i i figured that this was going to happen the minute that rand had to go up against a forsaken asmodian was going to pull a move what that move was going to be, I was not sure of in the beginning, but the more we read, the more I'm like, I'm agreeing with Ian with him. Like, you know, I'm going to prove myself so that you can, you know, accept mm-hmm. me that way. You don't kill me. Yeah. So it's funny. So I've, I've talked about how I've been getting gooder vibes from Esmodian, mm-hmm. but when Moraine was like, um, Oh no, maybe it's coming up where he chimes in. Yes, it's coming up. I'll say it. It's coming up. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let the story continue and then I'll point it out because anyways, nope, keep going, Alan. Yep, yeah. Um, and, you know, the original plan was to make him stay behind and, and Rand eventually does agree to let him come. And, and, and Maget, or Asmodian does give a case of basically saying that, that uh, you know, the Forsaken will kill him if he fails. So he's kind of in this too. Like, yeah, he kind of like tugs yeah. on the power a little um, bit every time. He's like, I, I'll be by your side. Tug, tug, power. Yeah. You know, any little shift in the, the ways might be a, a help. Tug, tug, power, power. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I remember his metaphor. He's holding on to that little tuft of grass, you know, trying not to slide over the cliff. Yeah. And, you know, as Rand's taking on these battles, you know, behooves him to try to be there, try to do something. So that makes sense. He's like not not behind your back in front of your eye. Let let me let me be right there with you. Let me let me go in front yeah. of you if I need to. I'll, I'll start the fight. I just won't finish it. Then Matt comes in as well during all this, and she's red and tells him how Matt's in his pimp suit. Like that's uh, how I've always envisioned Matt. Yeah. Since he got this top rim hat, and then he's got the you know yeah. the staff. I, I kind of assimilate with a cane. Like Matt. he's he's a little down right now because he just killed Melendra, and he tells Rand about that. <laughs> 
you know, and, uh, and, you know, says the Forsaken are, have noticed him. So he wants to join with Rand now too. And I, yeah. I just kind of picture this whole scene of Asmodee be like, you have my bow. And Matt's like, you have my ex. <laughs> <laughs> the Necromancer's yeah, like, you have Melindra. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, he also it, noticed something in that moment that there's no maidens. Yes, there are no maidens. He's like, how'd you get, how'd y'all even get in here? Yeah, the maidens are all where, gone. Where are my girls? Like, this is so odd. This is strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. considering the way they've been with him since, you know, declaring themselves, was mm-hmm. it Fars Damar? Fars Damar means made in the spear, but but they, they claim themselves like their personal the, bodyguard. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the first time, like, you think he would dig into this a little bit more. I know he's got a lot going on, but this would raise a big flag, like something's not right. Yeah, they're all, they're all gone. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, honestly, when I was reading this, I was like, holy shit, did Asmodian kill them all? Is this mm-hmm. like a plot? This is where I start thinking, what the fuck? Like, who's yeah. doing what here? Yeah. And, and then Moraine and Gwen appear. And Moraine hands ran two letters again, uh, two different letters. One's to him, one's to Tom. Um, I'm telling and- you, this is her love letter to Tom. <laughs> you and that whole come thing. Save uh, me, come save me, big boy, on that unicorn. <laughs> I, I think it I think it might also be a confession or at least telling him who stilled his nephew. I love playing mm. with your or gentle his nephew. Oh yeah. Because she she owed him she owed him that promise. Or she promised yeah. him that she would tell him. I love yeah. playing in that white yeah. beard of yours. And, and Marine seems to be in a strange mood during all this as well. You know, know some and, chocolate pits. Um you know, Marion's like, don't open them now, open them later and deliver this to Tom, you know, and I won't be around to do it. But next time you see See Tom, yeah, give him this letter. And um You would have thought that somebody in that whole group would have been like, Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, do we need to be worried about you? <laughs> like this <laughs> would have been my number one. Like, why are you giving him letters like written to him when you, you've been like his his on his hip the whole time? You've been literally connected to him from the minute they left the two rivers. Yeah. And lately, whenever you want to talk to him, he's actually starting to appreciate the wisdom you give or what you tell him. So like you have an open door to him. Mm-hmm. But you wrote him letter. Yep. Yeah. That that would have raised a flag for me. Yeah. I also I also get Rand's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And he wants to leave. He wants to get it over with. So he's like, all right, thanks. All right. I'll see you guys later. And Moraine says, there's something the doc you need to see first. And Moraine's like, I don't have time for this. Like, it's just going to delay more. I need to get out. And, and Rain's like, no, we, we have to go to the docks. Like, like it's only going to be an hour delay. It won't hurt anything. Just just come to the docks. And Rand's like, fine. You got one hour. We'll go to the docks. <laughs> well, you know, there was that, ex- in that exchange between her and Matt. So you're going to Matt. Learn to trust the pattern. Do you not waste <laughs> your life's attempt to change what cannot be changed? Matt's face. He's like, just like, oh, my God just leave me alone and then mm-hmm. she just like that's when she gets Rand's letters and that's when they keep going and at the end of the day like you said everybody's on board with her getting that hour to head towards the docks so they go towards mm-hmm. the docks and Rand's still having the thought like you know it's kind of odd I don't mm-hmm. see the girls around I don't know where that what happened to them yeah what happened to the maidens and that's how we end this point of view before we switch to Kadir our, our soon to be not so cadet. friend <laughs> cadet <laughs> Soon to be cadet wait so where's was it was it this part where asmodian chimed in and like yeah that's a good idea for 
you know, that way if Ravine is looking, he might see you walking around and yeah, I think so. I mean, he says, yeah, yeah he said it would not be a miss for you to be seen this morning. Ravine might just know of it as soon as it happens. If he had any suspicions, if he had any spies who might be listening at keyholes, mm-hmm. it might ally them for today. So he's like, hey, we should go to the docks, show face, you know, yeah. make, make it look, yeah. make like, it look, look like I'm still here doing something else, not coming after him. So, yeah. but like, this is where, uh, when I, when I went to the first time, this is where I'm still thinking this is going to be some, some fight, some issue with Asmodian. I mean, it, I guess it turns out being good advice, but I was thinking yeah. to myself, I, again, very stupid hindsight. Now I know like all the different clues going on. I wasn't questioning Moraine, mm-hmm. uh, other than thinking maybe she was leaving, but because I was thinking Moraine was leaving, I was thinking Asmodian somehow knew that and was going to take advantage of her being gone. Like I thought we were coming up on an Asmodian ran battle or something like that. Yeah. 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 Is anything else before we switch? Well, I mean, when, when Asmodee was talking to Rand and kind of flaunting his ability to still pull on the power, he struggled. Mm-hmm. So it, it was at that point I was like, nah, he's not going to try to do anything to Rand. That would be yeah. stupid. He's a little bit smarter yeah, yeah. than that. He has self-preservation skills. Yeah, that's true. I just, he, he seemed suspect to me at the time. Yeah. Not so much now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, not so much now, asterisk. I have something to add to that once we get to the end of this. Okay. Kadir. So we switched to Kadir, and he's uh he's trying to figure out what he's what his next move is. Um, you know, Landfear had been visiting his dreams and kind of giving him guidance, and she hasn't been there in a while, and he's kind of kind of trying to figure it out on his own, and he's kind of getting nervous, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, you know, the Aiel had slipped the note under the door, you know, so there is someone out here. So what that was that Landfear? Somebody Could it have been Landfear, you know, uh, or is there someone trying to help me? I mean, I, I need some direction. And, um, you know, he's, he's thinking about that. And, and, and while he's thinking about all this stuff, um, Moraine comes down. Um, all right. He starts thinking about how Moraine had came to see him last night and, 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 and had him help her uncover the doorframe triangle as he was, she was inspecting the different things. Um, Making sure everything's in place as it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And, yeah. And, uh, and he's watching the group, uh, a group of people, you know, around the docks when also he hears Kylie's voice, the plump woman from the waste that disappeared. And he, he thought she was dead. There's no way that she could have made it out of the waste alone. Um, you know, figured she was died, but he's, you know, and, and she's still plump. She made it all the way out the waste and she was still plump. That would have been mm-hmm. a red flag for me. I'm like, yeah. so you walked all that time in the heat and you still got triple in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we knew we knew who this was, right? We did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Ran, yeah, and her, um, yeah. yeah. We, at the end of the Shadow Rising, yeah, I think yeah they do. Yeah, yeah in the Shadow Rising, Glenfear shows up with Asmodee <clears> and does it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so um, and you know, Kadir's not happy about her showing back up. It's like, yeah, I know she's supposed to be like important and high up in the Dark Friends, but I don't like her. Blah blah, blah and all stuff like that. Too much. <laughs> her mouth too much. This is and, some undercover boss shit right here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> land for your coming in. It's totally what it is. Undercover yeah. boss. <laughs> so how are you liking the wagons? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the Forsaken that's dropping you notes and hints. Okay. So how are they doing? Uh, really? Uh, how, how's your wife and kids? Let's talk about yeah. that song. <laughs> mm. 
You don't think you have enough paid time off? Interesting. Yeah, okay, interesting. Well, let me show you my true form. <laughs> yeah, so they go inside the wagon to talk, and then once inside, Land Fear feels herself. Like, yep. <laughs> Giggity. Uh, that was me all along at the time. All right, listen um, to what you just said. They went yeah. in the they went in the way. <laughs> wagon. I, yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> and and she immediately starts demanding stuff, like tell me what the dragon's been doing. You know, give me all the reports. And um and, and Kadir starts reporting. Um, but something is obviously pissing Landfear off <laughs> about the report. <laughs> the morning report. Mm-hmm. And so He's anything like, it's yeah. difficult, mistress. One such as myself can't get close. He did notice that there were no maidens. Why this keeps coming up, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was like scurrying, like hunching in like he was an insect. He wanted to be less than. He didn't even really, really want to be seen. He's like, he's sending Aiel to the south in huge numbers, great mistress. Uh, she's like, okay, I already knew that. He's like, you know, he he does this and he does that. And, you know, he would not dare lie to her. And if she thought he had more use than he did and it's like wait who are we talking about now he said yeah there's there's just one aiel and he had made the statement earlier the way that avienda stares at ran longingly as if she owns him he's like yeah they definitely hooked up so then he definitely let it slip yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah it, it def- and she gets pissed so yeah so the next scene uh anything from this before we move to the docks I mean that's the ju- that's the juicy details. Yeah, so they arrive at the docks, and uh, Rand wants to know why Moraine's brought her down here, and she's like, um, "Doesn't say anything. This is quiet." She's quietly just checking everything around the wagons, and and Rand's like, "This is a waste of time. Like, why are we here?" When all of a sudden, Kadir's wagon explodes. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Boom. Yeah, and um, and yeah, Landfear comes out screaming, "Loose Theron! You let another woman touch you!" <laughs> so as, as much as i the two quindiar seals are here mm-hmm. oh yeah so yeah we need, we yeah, need yeah. to make sure that rand's aware that that's where they are okay yep. now you can continue with your statement mm-hmm. uh yeah. up, up until this point everything every time we've run into landfair i've been very pro landfair but this rant of hers made her extremely unattractive yeah oh, super well, jelly like super jelly a little a little is the keyword there this is this reminds me of this reminds me of dave's old wife didn't they get married Uh, the one that tried to kill him with a spoon yeah like sometimes (laughs) too much is too much (laughs) yeah yeah i shouldn't laugh but killing with a spoon would be horrible yeah she tried to kill him a few times well we joked with him about how maybe we should take all the knives out of the apartment he was like it wouldn't matter she she tried to kill me with a spoon already and i was like oh shit (laughs) i was over there one time and like we were, I think we were playing poker or whatever. And I don't know what set her off, but like she was in like the back room, like in the bedroom and we're out playing poker. And all of a sudden she comes out and like goes in the kitchen, like very calm and quietly, like pulls out several plates and then just starts throwing them at Dave and yelling, screaming in Korea. And we're like, and it's time for us to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Those Korean ladies. Like what the hell's going on? What happened? He's like, oh, this happens all the time, dude. Don't worry about it. Just, uh, She'll come down eventually. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, "This is not normal, dude." Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah. this is not okay. Um, Hindsight man. now being what it is in my life, I certainly wish I would have intervened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we were young too. I mean, he had very, we were really young. Yeah, that was very young. 
Anywho. Anywho, yeah. So. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Before the yes. Andrea reached the stone of the quay, Moraine lifted up her skirts higher and higher mm-hmm. and higher and started higher running. Began running straight <laughs> towards her. Yeah. And and Lan tries to get involved too, and she tries to call him back, like, don't get involved. And of course, Lan's not gonna do that. But they both get didn't he learn from the eye of the world? Yeah. Like no. you know, I love Lan in but there's being heroic and then there's being dumb. I mean, yeah. come on. And yeah. I would I would assume everybody would consider Lanfear more powerful than the Forsaken they ran into at the Eye of the World. Yeah. And he was not effective there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, like, and she throws both uh, Moraine and Lan down and immediately starts throwing fire over all the Aiel, like just burn them all alive everywhere. And Rand reacts close, like fast and grabs the source and creates a barrier he doesn't even really know what he does but he basically creates a bubble so she can't attack anybody outside the bubble it's like all right let's talk stop <laughs> like, <laughs> like calm down um yeah and uh yeah memories of the of, of, of loose there start going through rand's mind and and he's having this internal struggle while trying to talk to land fear and like he doesn't want loose there to take over you know but can he do what he needs to do without loose there and you know it, it's this weird confusing but i mean it's written that way to get you kind of in rand's point of view like that rand's struggling (laughs) yeah and and even though he puts up this shield and and he mentions all right nobody else is gonna get burned but he does know outside of that there are people that have been burned and there might even be some that are within the shield that were already burnt up pretty bad and he mentions you know still being able to smell the burnt flesh sort of thing Mm -hmm. so that that that's gonna fuck with them too uh, and uh, well, I'm a little surprised Jordan like didn't get in more detail on that, but he does mention the burnt flesh smell a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And there, there's certain smells, uh, brain and spinal fluid, like mm. you never get that out of your nostrils, and nope. burnt flesh, you never get it out of your nostrils. And just thinking yeah. about it, it, yeah, that shit's. You, we're not meant to be smelling those things. And yeah, yeah, and so that's fucking with him too. And, and Rand, of course, just takes up to the next notch and basically is like. I was always in love with Ileana, not you. So you can stop this. And Lanfear's like, I'll kill you for that. <laughs> yeah. That's where she goes full crazy. The well, yeah. if I can't have you, nobody will. You're yeah. <laughs> like super crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and and then starts trying to kill him. I mean, literally starts throwing the power and they just, and that's just where Rand's defending himself while trying to attack back to her. And it's, it's this battle of power back and forth where they can't see each other's weaves. So they're just kind of like, uh, you know, she's more practicing this and he's just guessing, but kind of trying to let loose there and control him a little bit or inside his head because he knows what he's doing, but Rand doesn't. And it's this weird thing going on. <laughs> yeah. And and at one point she gets a nick in his connection to the source. So he knows mm-hmm. that she's going after that, not necessarily him, mm-hmm. but he was able to defend because he knows where that connection is and he's right. just defending wildly. Yeah. And just wildly just cutting, cutting, cutting any weave that's thrown at him. Um, yeah. And and Egwene and Avienda are in too, and they try to move to help. And this is where Landfear says, you know, which one's Avienda? I'll kill her, you know. And, um, th- this is what distracts her. So, yeah. um, you know, she grabs both the girls and says, I'll just kill them both then. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, Rand tries to distract her from the women, you know, slices, her, you know, slices her weaves from them. And, you know, it's all this stuff just going on. And then as all this is happening, um, um, yeah, even with the Angriel that that Rand has, it's she's he still has difficulty. I mean, she's super yeah. powerful. 
I'm surprised he's not sitting there going, shit, wish I had Collendor. Yeah. You know, like he mentioned before, he considered, you know, skimming to get it before going after whomever. But I think with that in this battle, he would have had much more effect. But he's literally given it his all. Mm-hmm. And he's barely able to defend Avienda and Egwene. He's barely able to fend off attacks from Landfear. And what attacks he sends towards Landfear, it's like absolutely nothing. She well, because he doesn't want to kill, he keeps on saying he can't kill a woman. He keeps on thinking that too in his head. So he's like, he's holding right. back because like he even thinks about calling down lightning, but he's like, because that, you know, Luce Theron keeps, you know, memories of that. And he's like, no, yeah, I can't. She's it, a woman. It. Like, uh, I can't, I can't kill, kill a woman. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. If this were Matt, Landfear would have got zapped. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have been. Or if, if either of the girls were powerful enough, shoot, if Egwene was powerful enough, I'm pretty sure she would have diced her up no problem. So, so what do you think about that whole struggle that Rand's having with, you know, um, you know, not killing a woman? Like, does that... It's going to be a struggle since, you know, half of the Forsaken or whatever are women. Mm-hmm. So he's True. really going to have to find those agents that can go and take care of this for him that are at the same level of power and competency. And that's kind of where you leave yourself the three women in his yeah. life essentially yeah, yeah. R- and r- what, what if towards the end he learned some twisted truth that well when i say he uh loose theron um because he was like out of his mind when he supposedly killed his family and i say supposedly because it was ishmael mm-hmm. that eventually revealed the truth to him mm-hmm. but yeah. how can you trust that i mean right. what it what if the same thing happened before and because loose theron couldn't kill a woman that it was the woman who killed his family. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. Yeah. Maybe in the end, Rand is going to have to. Yeah. And this is one thing that people have did ask Robert Jordan about in interviews about his whole thing with not being able to kill a woman and, and that kind of stuff. And, um, and, uh, and this comes from Robert Jordan actually answered why he had written this is because it's from personal experience. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Cause uh, when he was in Vietnam, uh, he says in an interview that he, you know, he was a helicopter gunner. Uh, during Vietnam, and he said uh, the only the one kill that that sticks with him the most that he felt most horrible about was when he killed a woman um, that pulled a gun up and pointed the helicopter and he gunned her down and and that that's where he drew a lot of these that yeah. that feeling from uh, from personal experience. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, anything from all this before we switch to Moraine? Nope. This, this is gonna sound horrible for me but uh when it comes to war when it comes to light and life and death and defending yourself young ian would have thoroughly been on Rand's side here of can't kill a woman uh well women have fought for equality and dag nabbit <laughs> old ian now i'm gonna give it to him if if i'm ever fighting some war again and there's a woman pointing a gun at me trying to pull the trigger yeah women's rights um yeah, I'm gonna send it. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's. I mean, I mean, Rand's young. And... Safety. It definitely has to come to safety. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, yeah, they, they deal with it. I mean, and not just in Vietnam, but like a lot of wars. I mean, people use women and children as whether it's human shields or even. I mean, I know, I know. Vietnam, yeah, that part's used, harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vietnam they used to strap live grenades to kids and have them run at soldiers to ask for candy. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like you know let them get there and blow the whole tune up like i mean what do you do like uh it's it's yeah, yeah. um war's war yeah 
that's tough. But anyway, so um, Moraine. Um, so Moraine recovers from uh, the blow that Lanfrio dealt her, and she realizes uh, it's the, it's her moment. <laughs> so yeah, she- Lanfair believes that the only threat left is Rand, so she's 100% focused on him. Right. And yep. yeah, Moraine gathers up her skirts again and starts running, and mm-hmm. linebacker, I mean, this is straight up, uh, you know, uh, yeah. But she also one. points out the 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 Angriol, the mm-hmm. bracelet, and yes. it's not that Landfear showed up with that. That was part of Moraine's collection of stuff that mm-hmm. she had set out, and it, it didn't go that far down that rabbit hole. But I'd imagine, like in that in those last moments, I mean, do you think Moraine felt any sort of responsibility, or is she just accepted no. like this is the way it had to be because that's what I saw? But like, if that piece had been put away or in a drawer or tucked away or something, Landfair wouldn't have it. Because she yeah. even points out, oh, well, without that, Rand could totally take her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We, we never get into it any more than that, but I just noted that and I was like, oh, that, that sucks. She's kind of boring, partially responsible for this. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, she braces the source, linebackers her right through the door frame, and a white light swallows everything. And that's how we end this chapter. And originally, that's when I told you guys to stop reading, and I realized that's not what I meant to do. And Ian called me up and say, "How did you realize? <laughs> what what well, triggered called, that realization?" Yeah, yeah, Ian called me up, cussed me out, and I hadn't finished reading these chapters myself because I did them on my reread. And I was like, "Oh wait, this is not where I wanted you guys to stop." I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please continue on. <laughs> no, that would have been the perfect dark friend stop, and you could have talked about it in August when you do the. Yeah, that was definitely no, and that's what I said. Like. Oh, I mean, I cursed him out a million times. And then when he was mid-sentence, I hung up on him and then called him <laughs> back. I just hung up on him just so I can hang up on him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been a rough place to stop. I mean, it's the not great- that the next chapter makes it better, but it, it gives us some closure. It gives us a little bit of... I don't like yeah. the word closure. Before we even get into the next chapter, I'm going to go and say it on record. Moraine's coming back on a unicorn. Mm, I like it. I'm not going to co-sign <laughs> on the unicorn, but I'm the way she went out, there's nothing about it that convinces me she's gone. It's a door. Doorways have, you know. She went somewhere. Multiple openings. That's not what I really mean, but huh. you know what I mean? She I went know. in one door, but there's probably a back door, a side door, or a window. I mean, we know that these time rails take you to another realm or another time and yeah. another multiverse. So someone in chat brought this up that I ever thought about it this way. Someone said the place on the bracelet, Marine might have put it there on purpose to get her lined up with the doorway. Like it might have been intentional bait. Mm. But I um, mean, maybe. Well, and again, Moraine thought there were only three possible outcomes, mm-hmm. which which we're gonna, you know, whatever, find out. But yeah. um she was ready in the cart, she was getting everything just right, and she she probably just did everything exactly as she could remember to make it happen. Mm-hmm. so yeah maybe she didn't feel guilt about it but i don't know i guess she had to be convinced that she could not change fate that it had to be one of those options yeah, yeah. i guess i'm still bullheaded enough to think no there's a fourth way or a fifth way yep. yeah so any thoughts about all this before i move on to the next chapter nope nice tackle nice ta- yeah mm. good form you know just yeah wow <laughs> yep carried her with her just just kept going through the tackle. That's the thing. You don't, you don't think yeah. about that immediate point of impact. You want to go through, through the person. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you got good form, they come off their feet and go with you. So, yeah. Good my, clean my, tackle. My brother played uh, uh, as a lineman um, in high school and um, he was pretty good. Cause my brother, my, my middle brother, he's big, he's, he's bigger. Well, until um, he lined up against Howie Long's son. Yeah. Chris Long. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't turn out so well. That did not turn out for him. Although I remember him being like super excited about getting his ass whooped around the football field all day long. Well, Chris Long went on to play NFL. I mean, he yeah. went to, yeah, he went to NFL. Um, yeah. I mean, he was never like a dad, Howie, but he, he still, yeah, yeah he still went to NFL. Um, big dude. Big guy. Yeah. Chris Long's big. And my brother got pancaked every time by him. <laughs> yeah. But he was happy about it. He was like, you would not believe who whooped my ass who in last night's game. <laughs> it was so cool. Well, it was like, it was like when uh, we invited uh, Daryl Blackstock out to play uh, football with us. Our, oh my uh, goodness. Yeah. So yeah. we used to like all the neighborhood kids would go play no pads, uh, full tackle, like backyard football, you know, no pads, no, 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 nothing. Yeah. Just and we would go a little crazy. We thought it, we were good. We we the, and the rule was no no crazy overhits. Like it was obvious. Like you know, you're going to catch. Like don't try to like kill the person. But like right. it was it was full contact still. But like unless you were one guy that just took it way too seriously. Right. Um, <laughs> that's another story for another day. It's <laughs> a whole other story. But so one of the star players from our high school team, Daryl Blackstock, uh, who ended up playing for University of Virginia, was a defensive end. Ended up playing for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, was the Raiders all, and the Ravens. And the Raiders and the Ravens, and he was an All American as well in uh, D one football. Uh, he came out one he time to play with us, and uh, I think reminded I us a, how small we were. I think I broke a rib by being hit by uh, by being tackled by. <laughs> I think you ran into him. He didn't move, and you fell over and broke that rib. Yeah, I don't I think even so think. Too. I don't think he even tried to tackle me. I think I really <laughs> you just bounced <laughs> off him. <laughs> He stood in your way and it was all over, but that was all of us. And trying to pass over and forget about it. This dude's wingspan was ridiculous. <laughs> like no matter wherever you threw it, somehow he got it. So, oh yeah. Anyways. It, it, yeah. It, it wasn't, it, it was fun, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we wrote the chapter 53, fading words. <laughs> um. And our chapter symbol, we didn't talk about last time, but the last chapter symbol was the stars in the moon, like blah, blah, blah. symbol. Uh, this one is the flame of tarpaulin. Um, so we start with Rand um, seeing Moraine hurl herself in landfill. Fe- fe- right that did not end. It filled the subtle twisted redstone rectangle as though trying to flood through and striking some invisible barrier. Lightning arches silver and blew around the tongrel more and more violent. Rasping buzz crackled through the air. That crackling through the air, we've, we've heard this before, way back in like book one, if I remember correctly, as people were like going from one place to the next. Oh, you're thinking they made an escape? I, I'm thinking that the door did to them what those in the past could do on their own, which was travel the multiverse or whatever. I don't like going through this door was not death. It's not Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. So the door. Yeah. I think they went somewhere. I don't think they went nowhere. I don't think their existence yeah. just soup. I don't think they got bail fired. So I'm with you. Uh, I think they went somewhere, which means they could be recovered. And the door melted. Just not through that door. Yeah. Well, and Rand didn't Rand kind of help shore it up. Well, I because- Lan was gonna go after them and Rand caught him up. Staggering just stopping him from going. He's like, they're gone. Like, chill. And and 
And Lance says, I know the bond's been broken. Yeah, so the wagon itself has caught fire now. Rand tried to suppress the flames, but as soon as he drew the heat from one blaze, the lightning ignited another. So the door was like destroying itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had been a pretty bad event if he didn't help seal it up. Yeah. So, yeah. So you think even with the bond being broken that that they're still alive? Yeah, I don't think she's coming back in this book because the bond being broken is significant. She doesn't exist on this plane anymore. Okay. So I like how Chris brought up the multiverse thing, like she could be in some other world or or maybe they're like permanently caught in Teleron Riyadh or something. I mean, who knows? Wherever this place takes you, they're there. In a whole other world with those weird worm things. Like Brigitte died and was in a Teleron Riyadh, got pulled out. Sure. So it could be something like that. Okay. I said land fear was in the other world for a period of time using the waste stones. Yeah. 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 So Celine. Yeah. yeah. So that could be enough to break the bond where he doesn't censor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That don't mean she's gone, gone. Okay. She's just gone for a little bit. I like the whole theory of uh, that she maybe she did die and she's in Teleron Riyadh. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. That's interesting. Sure. Um, then you'll have like Yoda moments or Obi Wan moments yeah. where like he's dreaming and he sees the <laughs> she ghost pops version up the of her. That, that, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe she goes links up with Perrin and the Wolfies. Yeah. That would be a stretch, but it could happen. But that's what happened with the wolves when they die. They just you know what? live live on and tell around Rion. She may end up going and working with the wolves, and she may shift her shape into a white horse with a horn, white nose. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one unicorn we got is probably going to be it, probably. but but who knows? <laughs> but I could dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Rand sees Egwene and Avianna and Matt and Asmodian. Um, Egwene seems to be hurt a bit. Uh, Sarila and the wise ones push uh, through the crowd to reach them. Um, it, everyone's kind of just dazed, and it's after battle kind of thing, like shell shocked. And, and Rand immediately realizes we lost Moraine. There's no one to heal these people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty shitty realization. The mm-hmm. wise ones kind of pissed me off, scolding Avienda and Egwene, being like, that's what you get for getting in man's business. First of all, Lanfear ain't no man. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, how do they not realize yet the, the importance of Egwene and Avienda in this whole grand scheme? Not only that, but if they were like really into, like if they truly believe that the women played an important role in their community, in their world, in life in general, like don't they think they should be standing toe-to-toe with Rand? Or a yeah. woman at least? Like, even Ivy and said, I at least am well enough to do what must be done. So it wasn't a question of whether or not she believed it had to be done. She just understood that it must be done. Like yeah. They came in right away like, you know, Gwen, you're done. You're not going to do any more. She cannot go with you. I mean, she's like pale and near death. So, of course, she can't do anything. And Ram In the would, immediate. Yeah, in the immediate. And Ram would not expect her to. You know, Avienda, though, was on like, like I'm still good. I'm going. Like, this is yeah. a decision that has been made. Yeah. You cannot stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um. And, and, you know, Rand is a little worried about Egwene, but thinks she'll be fine uh, with some rest, but she's definitely not going to go to Camelon, um with them. That was the original plan was for her to come too. So she's got to stay behind and rest. Um, she's not any kind of 
and she probably won't be visiting the world dreams either as uh it's pretty much what they said and that's before Rand turns back to land uh to apologize for not being able to save moraine of course Rand takes everything personally like it's his fault <laughs> and land's like uh she was a soldier yeah like just as much as it's I kind was. of a miracle she like, hasn't died in these last yeah. 20 years you know mm, yeah that's a very stoic approach just kind of understanding your role but i mean that nothing land says is really going to alleviate Rand right. from his guilt sure and, and Rand asks land if he wants to stay around um for a bit and and land Keep explains like no no uh marine did something to my bond so gotta go find my new my new uh my new my new eyes so heading west gotta go west give the man a cowboy hat Mm-hmm. He got to go. Amarillo. Uh, but but before he leaves, he does uh Land does tell Rand if he sees Nynaeve to tell her uh that Land found someone else, that he found someone else. No, mm-hmm. he said, I'm gonna go to a green, and you know what them greens do to yeah. her man. They do <laughs> yeah. all the shit uh, and get down and dirty. Now here's the thing. I'm we about don't to get sure where land's gonna actually go. What do you mean? We well, we talked you know. about this. We knew we yeah, they assume we know. Because well, well, this is back from the Great Hunt. Um, I know. Marine... Said, I'm, gonna hook, I'm gonna send you to this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we Marine, also yeah. had a conversation that that person could release him from that bond right away, and he could go sure. elsewhere. There's part right. of me that thinks that maybe she went ahead and redid things and shipped him okay. off to Egwene. It's just a hope. Our, not well, not Egwene. He'd stay there. I need, yeah, he knows he needs to go west, uh, and he yeah. keeps feeling the bond going stronger. You know, I had another I... thought here. Um, he mentioned that the Aes Sedai that he bonded with could also feel him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's aware of this bonding exchange. Maureen probably told her, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's feeling it, wherever she is, she now knows that Maureen is dead. Right. So the news of Maureen's death is going to get to wherever she is before Lan ever does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But as far back to your thing about shifting the bonds, um, you got to remember that Moraine was a full sister, and so is this other chick. And Nynaeve is not like there's no way they would shift a bond to a non Aes Sedai. Yeah, that's true. Like that's punishable by like huge punishment. They talked about that in previous chapters. Yeah, so that's why they're trying Moraine to hide. Really cared about the rules. Yeah, maybe. May, I mean, I I would assume the other one does. Assumptions. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But sure. no, so Land's on his way out. Like he came and he's compelled to go in the direction. He's taking the horses and he's out of there. And he's just like, you know, take care of yourself essentially. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, Rand decides, well, I guess now's the time I'm supposed to open that letter from Moraine. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's when, uh, yeah, Rand turns and takes time to read the letter. Of course, it's the um, end. So what do you think about this? The letter. First off, I think it's cool that they had a destructible letter. Yeah. After you're <laughs> done, this, me- this this mission will self-destruct. Mission Impossible stuff. Go, go, Gadget. Oh, go, go, Gadget. That's what it is. Go, go, Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, yeah. Well, so this is where I got in the feels a little bit for Moraine. Because um, this is where it becomes obvious that, you know, we hinted at it, that she might have seen her demise and that changed behavior, blah, blah, blah. But this, you know, confirms, you know, she knew what the options were and and she chose the one that was going to result in her, I'm using air quotes, death. I think, because uh, even she says she can't see what happens beyond that. Um, mm. So maybe there's more for her, but still she's assuming it's her death. 
And then we go back to everything else we were talking about, how Moraine sets up the cart a certain way. Like the moment she heard about anything news about more gays, it's like it triggered. She's like, this is it. Like I have to put the rest of the things in motion because this has to happen. And she didn't shy away from it. She didn't hesitate. Like she actually went out of her way to make sure everything was just right. So that would happen. Um, and it's a big sacrifice, especially like this is like finding Rand and trying to mentor the dragon reborn. That's been her whole adult life mission. Yeah. You know, and she's known since Rudion that she's not going to be in the picture. And then all those other things start making sense. The new deal with Rand that she is just going to follow him and, Mm-hmm. you know, and, and work with them and blah, blah, blah. And then all the most recent stuff of the writing of the letters and everything, just, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shine, shines her in a new light. And, and she knew about so much. She didn't even tell, even though she was being a lot more forthcoming, this letter revealed that she knew a whole lot more. Like, I mean, she knew about him not being willing to kill women. She leaves him final couple warnings. Uh, you know, I wanted to tell Lynn that she did her best second, not to trust any I said I, and last not to trust the tell. Um, yeah, doesn't straight up say that she knows it's as but, she knew. but <laughs> she knew which frustrates like, Rand. He's like, Jesus, this is your going away letter. You could have just said it. Why the? You know, this is not her going semantic. away letter. It's her see you later letter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I will go. stand on that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If Tom can survive a survive a fade, she can survive a land fear. Maybe. Right now, this is like. There, this is like the scene where Gandalf does the you shall not pass and he turns around and goes run fools and you know <laughs> we think Moraine is dead but she's down there leveling up like they're, <laughs> they're just drifting the down into nothing and they're dicing each other up she's gonna come back so fucking powerful and be like look what I learned <laughs> shoots uh, balefire out of her nipples pa-pow, ping, ping, pow. but Gandalf's immortal so I mean that's, that's not fair <laughs> uh so um yeah that she knew it was and then also you know of course the very end asked to deliver the letter, second letter to tom and and he figures not to break the seal because he figures it's the same type of thing with fading words and he's like well like i, I can't remember all of it so I'm not, yeah i'm not gonna read it what's um, in the letter chris what's in the letter what's in the box <laughs> <laughs> it says since the first day I reached Rorodian, I have known it need not trouble you. Some secrets belong to others, and I will not betray them. That was interesting. What other secrets did she learn when she went through the doors? Mm. Then that a day would come in Karian when news would arrive of more gays. I did not know what that would be. What if we heard it true? The light have mercy on her soul. She was willful and stubborn with the temper of a lioness at times, but for all that a true good until good and gracious queen, but each time the news led to the docks on the following day. There were three branches from the docks. But if you read if you are reading this, I am gone and so is Landfear. So mm. that part in and of itself is just like there's more secrets that we don't know that are going to directly impact the future and with marine air quotes gone we're not gonna find out until we read ahead so we just got raffled by jordan himself exactly man the other two (laughs) paths were much worse down one land fear killed you down the other she carried you away and the next time we saw you you called yourself lose there in telemon 
and were her devoted lover. Now, worse is a word. She would have still been alive on this branch. He would have just been another entity, but Luce, Theron, Telamon could easily have still, you know, treated them respectfully and done good things. So I don't know. Luce Theron lost every time. I went again, Luce Theron. 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 I I don't don't think we're going to put the ball in his hands with the final second left on the clock. Yeah. I hope that Egwene and Avienda have survived unharmed, you see. I do not know what happens in the world after, except perhaps for one small thing which does not concern you. So this is something about Egwene and not about Avienda. That's what I'm thinking. It's her being the Amberlynn. And that could be the case because, you know, Avienda is definitely going to be one of the sister wives. So, and that directly impacts Ran. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. And then I could not tell you for the same reason I could not tell Lan. Even given the choices, I could not be sure which you would pick. Men of the Two Rivers seemed retain much of their story menethrin in them traits shared with men of the borderland it is said that a borderlander will take a dagger's wound to avoid harm to a woman and count it fair trade i Mm. dared not risk that you would place your life above my life above your own certain that somehow you could sidestep fate not a risk i fear but a foolish certainty as today has surely proven so it's like she knew for sure she was going to die she pulled the doctor strange but she knew she wasn't dying Mm -hmm. she's just gonna her influence is no longer gonna reach the world and she didn't know if her influence is gonna reach the world before it ended again i think that's how i read it or how i choose to read it because i don't think she can go yeah until i read something definitive that she's gone gone i'm with you i'm not necessarily looking for the hints of her being there suspected she'd be there because she does say she can't see what happens beyond yeah mm-hmm. and but, i won't read the rest word for her but she essentially gave the warning like don't trust any eyes to die mm-hmm. even varin even varin she did not give a name of anybody that could be trusted mm-hmm. so the even varin part hold on sorry that got my mind racing so what if we can't trust varin what has varin done to influence the storyline so far well she gives that ring to the girls but maybe Varen can also walk in the dream world. And she's the one that's been spying on him. I know and, I've said that a million and a half times that she's yep. probably the one watching. Shoot, she might even she's be studying. that she might even be that dream walker from many hundreds of years ago and somehow found some way to live this long. And she's like perfected it. And she's so good at it that nobody else can see her in there. No, that could be true. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. So and the um, last part was about Natale, and she was like, "Yeah, I know who he is. You made your choices. I'm gonna back you up, but make sure you keep your eye on him." Yeah, I guess it makes sense, but man, nah. not a huge fan. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So after after reading all this, Rand's still sitting there contemplating, uh, you know, what he just read, and Sulin comes up, uh, the head maiden of the sphere, and she's upset with him, and he's like. Where the hell have you guys been? She's like, she's like, she's like, uh, we gotta talk. Um, you know why we abandoned you, right? He's like, no. Did <laughs> you abandon us, mother trucker? Yeah. 
you, you us. Yeah, you, you're not going to let us come to Kaylin, huh? And Rand's like, what do you, what do you mean? Because, and then she snaps she, the spear yeah. with her bare hand. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. Yeah. I really made her mad. She's like, you know, if you're not allow, you know, the maids carry the honor of the spear, you know, I'd rather just die because, yeah. No, my whole purpose in life is to fight. So if you're going to take that away from me, screw you. <laughs> yeah, but she snaps it in the spear. <laughs> yeah. Like she's running out her quiver of spears, and Rand knows when he gets the last one, it's kind of the end. Mm-hmm. And Rand's like, well, I, I don't want to see a woman die. And she's like, well, that's what our job is. We yeah. literally chose a profession where we could die of our own. We literally marry the spear. We, that's That's our life. Mm-hmm like that's yeah. our purpose you can't deny us who we are and what we are that's like the biggest dishonor ever right so do you think rand gets it this time because he's essentially been told this before but now she's saying it in like all caps bold print underlined yeah i this mean i've is... said a million times like he he's a visual learner so you gotta just go there and do it with him yeah mm-hmm. and this might sink in yeah yeah so so Rand does decide to allow them to send a send part of them with them. You know. And they're all waiting outside the set for them because they yeah. already knew the answer was gonna be <laughs> now that's when you know you're a boss. When all the women are sitting out there waiting, you knew they knew it was like, yep, she's got this in the bag. Like be ready when she gets out. Smiles on their face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it could have gone the other way. Could have. And they were they all prepared to go in one by one, do the same thing, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. They knew better. <laughs> I also love the, the the final thing. You know, Rand's like, "Why? Well, I don't think you'll leave Mitchell a choice." Because Giotto always leaves a choice. Uh, <laughs> Rand's like, "Screw this Giotto crap!" Uh, he's a, I, really I don't get it. Remove the word from the dictionary. Make you all forget it when I'm powerful enough. Yeah. Hey, am I reading into this one line too much? When she's yelling at him, uh, she says, "Those who go with you have been chosen." And the world came like hurled stones, and. I don't know if this is something we were gently spoiled on or if it actually came up, but like the difference between forsaken and the chosen. That's what they call themselves. They call themselves the chosen. Yeah. I mean, is this any sort of foreshadowing that eventually there will be chosen ones for Rand? Sure. Hmm. <laughs> you haven't heard that in a while. Hmm. I said like five times this episode. I've He's dropped a couple. Yeah. This, is a, this is an old school episode. Alan has the said old, it a couple old times. School. This is yeah. an important yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. Um so uh yeah, Sulin does, yeah, like I said, allows many maidens uh as members of society are taking. So satisfied, Sulin leaves them to gather all the maidens. And like you said, they're all happy. They're probably all coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um uh at this point, Matt joins Rand, uh looking at the maidens leaving. Um and Rand wants to know why he seems so cheerful. And I love Matt. He's like, because I'm alive. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm supposed it, to be upset that I didn't die. He's like, let's go get some forsaken ass now. Come on. Like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let's do it. It's time to toss the dice. <laughs> I feel like if you know a person for their entire life, this should not be new. Yeah. I love how he says in old time, Randy goes, what? What do you mean, what? You didn't hear what I said? So it's time to toss the dice. Are you deaf? Are you deaf? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And that's how we end this chapter. So it, very exciting. We have very few pages left. We do. We're only three chapters. The last episode's uh, this next week. So we're, we're, yeah, we're there. Yeah, but so, so much can happen. 
So much can. So any thoughts or anything we missed? Interesting that Matt just made this quick conversion, you know, Mm -hmm. from the time he diced it up with Melinda to now, now he seems to be on board of like, I don't know. I get the feeling. I don't know if he's like totally convinced and on board. It's more of that, like so much chaos is happening around him. He's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Forget. Let's do it. Let's just, we're going to go fight Ravine. Damn it. Let's go fight Ravine. Do you think maybe something else holding him back was Melindra? Like the fact that he just wanted me to settle down and like, he was like, I got a, I got a woman now. Like, I don't want to do all this stuff. Be. And and then now she's dead and he's like, screw it. Or it could be revenge too. Like dark it friend going to do this. I'm fucking, it could I'm be mad. all of that, but there was definitely a transition here. Oh yeah, definitely. I also have a question that we don't have an answer for yet, but Chris, did you consider, I know Lan put this shield on Asmodian and you can tie weaves off, right? And it's, it seemed like it had a natural timer on it. She said, eventually it'll get weaker, weaker, weaker. But when somebody who did that, when they die or let's say leave this plane of existence, which is what we're kind of theorizing right now, does that change the shield? Like, is it because she's gone? Is the shield now gone or will it weaken faster? Well, I mean, she tied them all. So, I mean, you think about like the, they've explained this, I think, as far as how well, they're the tying off. Yeah. yeah tying weaves off. Um, so it's like knots, like, but hmm. yeah. maybe, but maybe. Oh. Hmm. So, anything else in these chapters you guys can think of we missed? Or, I mean, these were fun chapters. Yeah. These are really good. fun chapters. What was missed will be missed until it's no longer missed. And that is. Marine. Should get all philosophical. Are we gonna are we gonna pour pour one out and like start playing? So I'm like, I will remember you. <laughs> all right. Na, so na, 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 na. If a year from today we have no hint of her coming back, I will toast to her in her memory. A year from now, I want like so five, five, ten, twenty, five, ten, twenty, twenty-three. Put it in the calendar. Maybe hold on. Maybe instead of Tom coming back, it's Tom the White because clearly he's not magic. He's just really good with knives. Maybe Moraine comes back. Okay, it's like Moraine, Moraine the Rainbow. The white. So it's, like I think she's a, gonna Yoda ghost us and talk I think to she's gonna come back more powerful. So so five five ten twenty twenty-three. We're gonna, we're gonna test to Moraine. I'm gonna put in the spreadsheet. Moraine will be <laughs> back by then. Moraine's gonna be back by then. Moraine will be back in full power. She'll be more powerful. See what book would be on five ten twenty three. Uh five nine. We recorded an episode on five nine twenty twenty three. So we'll do test that episode. Is it okay if we do All one right, day less? Yep, that's fine. We'll yep. be on the path of daggers at that point. So okay. Uh, book eight. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, no, uh, book seven's a crown of swords, path of daggers. Okay, sorry, someone in chat said book seven. No, path of daggers is <laughs> book eight. <laughs> um, path of daggers just sounds like a Tom book, yeah. The path of daggers. So, favorite character, do you have one? I mean, at this point, it's got to be Moraine. There's others I'd like to give shout outs to, but all things considered, what she's been holding on to and what she chose to do. Got to give her the nod, the type of self-sacrifice. That's, I believe that she believed she was going to die. So that's no oh, small yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, she mm-hmm. knew it. Uh, I guess I'd have to be right there with you on the Moraine, but then the other person I would give it to at this point would probably have to be, I don't know, it's hard. Probably Matt. Okay. And it's just yeah. simply because 
even in having even though he reflexively made the hard decision he's living with it he's coped he's coping with it he's working through it he clearly loved somebody which you know we automatically assume matt was play a player but he was the ladies loved to see him come and to watch him go and they always had a smile or a giggle on their face and mm-hmm. now a woman's left him without either so he's torn up by that but he's also defeated an Aiel yet again and another dark one so yeah gosh and thinking about it like i kind of want to give a honorable mention to the head of uh the maidens oh sulin yeah the one that stood up to ran and was like look motherfucker mm-hmm. oh yeah this is the way it is. Either I'm going to die here, right here, right now, and hope for glory in another life, or you're going to give me the opportunity to live my life, which is the spear. This is the way. And protecting you. Mm-hmm. This is the way. Choose. Yeah, so that, yeah, she gets an honorable mention for sure. Yeah. All right, so Jet's asking for it. So if you think Moraine's coming back, is Landfear still alive and coming back too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Landfear's definitely coming back. Okay. Not the end. Now, in my mind, some evil shift happens and they like both merge but that's too much sci-fi yeah but i can see them both making their way back for sure okay yeah. do you think if two, one doesn't kill the other first do you think two people emerging is more, is too sci-fi yeah okay yeah okay cool fusion dance so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> um cool so next time we'll be finishing this book uh, we have three chapters left uh those chapters are to camelin thread the threads burn and glowing embers Ooh. The threads burn to camelin the threads burn to camelin is pretty easy to figure I think out going to yeah. I, yeah, I, I i i thought alien but the threads burn almost <laughs> implies the ending of a story okay because when you're done with your creation, you tend to burn the the threads, the ends. Mm. Yeah. So like part of the tapestry is is put together. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's part of the end of a story of a group of characters together. Maybe this is where they seriously part ways. And then the last chapter is when we finally hear all about what Perrin's been doing. It's going to be one small paragraph mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> a one paragraph parent perspective. It's going to be what the, what parent's been up to with his new wife, Fael. He's going to have a one-year-old kid running around. Yep. Coals yeah. are burning in the old Smith's life. Yep. Yeah. Have we had a parent? We have had a single parent. Not at before. all in this book. This is the one. This is the one. This is going to be it. Yeah. Is he going to be in Camelon? Just like chilling there, like waiting. No. For like I already took care of this guy's. <laughs> nah, he won't be doing all that. He'll be trying to go with Daddy Warbucks. Yep. Gosh, you know if Moraine really is dead, I know people have talked about how as they've gotten older, their perspective on her changes. But if she really is dead, already looking back to the very beginning and her interactions and everything she's tried to do, like I already, I already kind of see her in a much warmer light. It all yeah. from her perspective, it all makes a lot more sense. And she yeah. really was trying. I mean, and she sacrificed herself for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. We and, questioned her from day one, but here and, she is. And she did the right thing. And you go back to reread, it becomes a very brutally, brutally obvious. Like the first time going through it's not, but like you can go back and reread like yeah. Shadow Rising and some of that. And like once she's gone to read it and comes back, it's like brutally like obvious. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's starting to set in a little, the little bit I can remember it's setting in. Yeah. Yeah. 
so anyways um so yeah so how we can be found is that the wheel reads uh on twitter instagram facebook youtube tiktok if they're adding more social media platforms i guess i'll start doing those too maybe if i have time um uh thewillreads.com is our website where you can find links to all sorts of stuff like our discord um or you can come listen to us live for a short more period of time before we start doing live on youtube um which is coming soon guys um like in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> and then um if i get the testing down and figure this thing out and then uh let's see uh so that's uh you can also find links to our merchandise which has some cool stuff there um our new stuff's still not up yet uh even though um i did have an email with them like last week they said it would be so i don't know what's going on there i'm waiting for them mm. it's in the balls in their court i'm looking at you guys new creations by jen i'm looking at you hmm. there's stuff on there I don't have I don't have access to our merch store. You guys have to do it for me. <laughs> it's your store that right. I just sell stuff off of. Uh, um, yeah. So we have stickers coming too. That's another thing that I'm, mm. we're adding stickers. So mm. get our cool stickers. Um, and, and yeah, I also found links to Patreon. So you can come support us there. Um, we have lots of cool benefits there, and lots of, and we love our patrons a lot, and um, they help do all sorts of things like all the admin stuff that goes into this. Um, you know, Ian and I were talking about budget stuff on the way actually down to Jordan Con. I started like laying out like where the money goes to the podcast. Like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like we actually spend almost every single dime of it. Um, uh, we save a little bit of it for things like Jordan Con, things like that. But um, uh, for the most part, um, uh, every bit of it goes back into stuff for the podcast. Uh, mostly giveaways, yeah. but because we love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly giveaways, but uh, yeah, we do other stuff too. We, we do buy new equipment from time to time and things like that. So f- feel free to support us um, or just listen to us and we appreciate that as well. So um, that's all I got for this week. Until next time. Peace. Okay. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the wheel reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>